brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to TSW After Dark Side. First you get the money, then you get the fully armed and operational battle station, then you get the women. Hoo-ha! Yeah, though I think I might be getting bored with Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was bored with the Game of Thrones from the first episode. Yeah, I remember you saying. Um, my one, my thing it. is, it's not so much that the show is boring. The problem I've got with it in this series is that there's stuff in there that's interesting, but they space it out weird in the places that it's, um, it's 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 placed in weird situations. So I'll give you a kind of an overarching thing. Without I can do it without going into spoilers, so that works out well. Okay. Um, there's a scene where a character comes back who's been out of the series for ages, and you've heard them mentioned, but you haven't really known what's going on with them. Right. So they've been talked about, and they've been sort of they've been speculated that they're left for dead and stuff. Um, but you've seen signs that they're um, that they are um, about, but the, you've seen you, you've seen signs that it's pretty clear they haven't been about in a while. So you're kind of led to believe that. Um, the character's dead. And in the latest episode, they turn up out of the blue at the point where like, you, you don't expect it to happen. And they put it halfway through the episode. Right. Yeah, it's... I don't just really, and then Yeah, just they sort of, you know, basically it's the sort of character, it's the spin over from one, from the previous episode, which was really good and was really quite quite powerful, very emotional, and a lot of people really, really got affected by it because obviously... That's what happens with Game of Thrones. People get really et up about the ch- the change and the characters get killed off and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it's it's um the end of that, and this is what's made it worse. The end of that episode is really really boring. 
So it just makes you think you've got this really good sudden surprise. Why not stick that at the end of the episode? As a it's not like they, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't do anything with that storyline after it was revealed who the, that the character was like. Oh, you know, we thought you were dead and stuff like that. And he explains. I've given it a bit of a spoiler by saying it's a he, but that doesn't really narrow it down in Game of Thrones. No. Um, they he sort of goes into a bit of depth about how he's been able to stay about, and beyond that, there's no more dealing with it. There's no, you know, there's no further action on that storyline right. i remember and if i if i don't remember it it's probably and it did happen it's a bit just shows it's a bit dull but um yeah it's just they're making weird choices about how to how to organize stuff is but, this uh, this is the first uh season where they haven't had books to work from is that right yes it is it's right. the one where so this is the series that i think george the way george R. R. martin described it when he 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 basically he seems to be the only person who's still using Live Journal, um, and he put up a post about how the books wouldn't be ready in time for the uh, for the TV show, so there would be certain elements um, that would go ahead of the books, and certain stuff would be would kind of go alongside. Although they have made changes, and there's characters in the books that um, haven't turned up in the series. Whether they will or not is anybody's guess, but. Mm. There are characters and takes on characters that haven't turned up in um show. Mainly because, as we've talked about many times before, it's not entirely easy to please people by straight up adapting the books. No. Because they'll just go, Oh, I know this story, I've seen it before. And you'll so never just... you'll never hit precisely what they've what they've imagined will you you'll never you'll never yeah. capture that experience mm. that somebody has an innately personal experience with a yeah. book and if you try and replicate the most recent experience i've got of this i think is um the martian yeah where i made a conscious decision last year to read the martian mm-hmm. rather than see the film so i had to ignore the film when it came out yeah read read the book when i was away and mm-hmm was profoundly affected by that book. I yeah. really connected with it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, one I of need the, to read it, because I've never read it. One of the most... I've probably built it up way too much now, but it's one of That's the most the enjoyable uh, books I've read ever, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow, one okay. Of, High praise indeed. When I saw the film, I loved the film, but I was yeah. left thinking, I'm so glad I read that book. Because yep. if I went to the book after having seen the film, it would have robbed me of so much... It would, have, yeah. it would have detracted more from the book than the book did from the film, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm glad I sort that of get I did it yeah. that way around. There was yeah. no way on earth anyone was going to be able to film that that book and capture was, everything. Yeah. Capture that experience for me. It just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm, I'm sort of the opposite mentality. I tend to see the film and then read the book to see if to see what was done better in the book and what was done better in the film. And yeah. there are some there are some things like um have you seen you've seen the prestige right the uh, the Chris yes, Nolan yeah. magic movie yeah indeed which yeah. um the book is very different but in they're both good in their own ways but the book is very different to the film in terms of events and how they play out and stuff right but actually there's there's room for both because they're sufficiently different and even um Chris, I think it's Christopher Priest I have to double check that but I'm pretty sure it's prestige 
it is yeah christopher priest uh the original and he, he, when they interviewed him about it he said um oh there's stuff i would have liked to do you know myself in the book had i seen the film you know had i got had i sort of worked oh, with the right. film i would have actually i actually quite like a few of the things they did i would have done that in my book had That's i thought of it I like when that sort of thing happens. It's when it's a kind of certain, there's a certain respect for art, isn't there, in that, yeah. in that uh, mentality of like, just because it's not the original, um, the original work, it doesn't necessarily mean it's in any way less. They, come, they no. come to it from a kind of mutual respect of, you know, this is a talented director. Let's see if I can learn something from him. Yeah, and they bring, you know I mean? the different mediums bring with them certain attributes that the other yes. will never be able to have, never be able to yeah, possess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, Certainly I mean, with the we, shortcuts we, films can take. Yeah, we talked about the Harry Potter series last week, didn't we? And some of the shortcuts they took in, nothing short of incredible, especially as uh, yeah. it doesn't necessarily need two seconds in dialogue to add something in that explains it. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I'm not a director or a a famous writer so i'm not the best person no. to ask it's that i've i've tried my hand at writing and, I, and it although i find the process enjoyable yeah. it's incredibly difficult to try and, i can imagine yeah just try and lay down everything that you because uh, i've got another project going on at the moment with some with another group of people that i'm collaborating with on something and okay cool I'm finding it really difficult to get it into gear. Is I'm finding because I'm just not, you know, I have these, I have ideas for for what I want to lay down, and then I don't know how really yeah. how to structure. I don't know how right. to get. I don't know how to get there. It's very difficult. I see. Yeah, I see. Very difficult. And even though it's, you know, it's a roll on. Like when I'm writing something on the site, I can suddenly end yeah. up at a couple of thousand words with without stopping. And realise mm-hmm. that I've just basically written a deposition on, on something, and then it's going yeah. back and trimming it down and getting it to a point where people are going to want to read it because yeah, I'm I've done the same. Actually, people don't want to sit and you know they don't want to yeah. do that, do they? No, I've done the same actually recently because um, I wrote. I, um, we we're talking about Prime Video before we started recording talk Star Wars. Yeah, and uh, I've been watching Bosch. Oh yeah, I'm going to start okay. that actually. It's brilliant i really really enjoyed it i'm going to do a sort of a bit more detail in, i've written the piece up um for emotionally 14 and it will go up at some point next week i would have thought so by this week by the time obviously that uh this goes out but it's you know it's just a really good kind of old school detective um but it's 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 really cool because it it, it rings true for me a lot because it's an old school thinker trying to get their might their way in the modern world with all the kind of bureaucracy and red tape that comes with the modern policing system in in obviously in that sort of fictional LA not su- not suggest I don't mm-hmm. know how accurate it is in in terms of comparison to the real LA PD um probably they'll probably do the basics in terms of establishing what's correct and stuff I wouldn't imagine it's like a you know uh, I don't imagine it's an exhaustive comparison. 
but um yeah it's 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 just a really good show you know it's like I say, it, the reason the reason I like it is because I've often been described when I'm at work and in other respects as kind of a bit of an old school thinker. Um, and it's interesting, especially when you work in big companies, which I've done a few times in the past. How you how old school thinkers tend to get a little bit sort of bogged down in politics and the the additional crap that comes with it. You know the the stuff of the, the sort of soft skills of the job. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's a yeah. there's a lot of that in there, you know, that kind of that struck a chord with me. That's the word I've been looking for. Struck a chord. <laughs> um, been sitting there for five minutes trying to think of it, <laughs> and uh, it finally late. got it. It is late. Yeah, um, I'd almost swore there, and then I stopped myself. But it's after Dark Side. I can do it, but no need if I don't need if I don't need to. I might as well. Not. But uh, yeah, definitely. If you're gonna check out a new show, I definitely recommend Bosch. I'm gonna download the second series onto my new ipod and uh and load it on and use it for my commute because i was using we were talking about it before but i'll sort of retread sorry for the listeners i was um I, i've been replacing my tech as i go along recently where i've had a bit of you know i've been saving up and um replacing tech so i've had an ipad for about four or five years i think it's an ipad 2 so it's quite an old one and uh, I saw a good deal on the Air 2, which is sort of more modern. Still not the most recent one, because obviously the Pro is now the more, more recent one. Although by yeah. the time this podcast goes out, that might have changed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> doubt it very yeah. much, but the you never pro, know. With, the uh, Pro will be the small one, and it will be slow. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but I picked up an Air 2, and I was using... I was going to sell my uh, iPad 2 to a bloke at work who sent it off to a charity thing. And um, I... Um, was using it back and forth on the commute because obviously if it broke, it's a shame, but it's still my it was still my property. So if it broke, it was it would suck. But you know it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Mm. Um, so I was watch. So basically, I loaded on the series. The only thing I'm wary of now is although this iPod's got a better screen uh, resolution than the iPad two, the iPad two, it's obviously a lot smaller. So I'm going to have to get used to the fact that it's a much bigger screen I was used to working with, and now I've got the the little iPod screen, which I think is about four and a half inches. Yeah. Whereas before it was nine point seven inch. You'll I'll have to get used to that. that. You, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it won't I will. Take very long at all. I used to watch stuff on an iPod video on flights. Oh wow! Before yeah. Before the iPad uh, came out. Yeah, as I say, this is what I like the iPod Touch is because you get all the video functionality on it. It's good. Um, one thing actually that's really cool is I give a kudos to the Apple store, the Apple staff for their honesty. Um. He basically told me that if unless you buy the black one, you have the chance that you might spend more time being focused on the frame than on the actual image on the screen because it's yeah. got a white frame around the outside. If you're going yeah. to watch videos on it, he said you're actually better off buying the black one, which comes with a black uh, outer sort of fascia um, because you're going to concentrate more on the object on the screen rather than the outside frame. So yeah, that was quite, black- I, was, I was pleased with that. Because, black uh, helps your eyes with contrast as well. So you, that's why I would think the that's, image that was my thinking too. Mm. That was my that was my thinking because I've I've done a bit of research about contrast when I was buying a new TV. So yeah, did a little bit of a uh, yeah. little bit of research on that. Although I did end up buying a cheap one, so I don't know actually how uh, whether well, or not I actually made use of that research. Obviously, did some research on your bank account as well. <laughs> oh yes, and yeah, how quickly um, this technology one. dates. 
always has to be researched very quickly but very swiftly before uh, before i do anything yeah yeah i'm the yeah, same i have um, to do that before i consult boots about buying a meal deal <laughs> can i afford to get the the uh the olives as well or yeah. am i just going to be better off just buying the drink and um just you know starving <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pretending to eat something. I just need to recommend one thing that I've watched, binge watched since okay. we last um recorded. Certainly yeah, since we last did an after dark side. Um Bloodline on Netflix. Alright. I've just finished season two. I did season one earlier in the year. And okay, what's season, that? Season season two hit on um Friday last week and we're done with it already. It's basically oh, wow. it's uh, oh. It's a thriller. Ben Mendelsohn. It's Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, it's a oh thriller. and Linda Cardellini as well. She's gorgeous. She is gorgeous and she's fantastic. And there she isn't, is brilliant. There isn't a bad, there isn't a bad performer no. in this show. In fact, they brought a, a young actor came into the show. In fact, I'm gonna. He impacted on me so much. I'm gonna actually look him, look up his name. Yeah, so that I can give him the proper respect. Um, bear with me. Bloodline. Yeah, it, I can't recommend it highly enough. Okay, well, I'll thoroughly check it out. enjoyed it, and yeah. you will get through. There's 23 episodes, I think, in total. Just trying to find the cast. I don't like the way. I don't think IMDb is very well laid out. Let's have a look. It, it can. It can has its moments in certain respects where yeah. it's not great. Right, this guy. His uh, his name is Owen Teague. Okay. And he plays um, Nolan Rayburn. He plays Ben Mendelsohn's son in the show. He's okay. Incredible. He's in, nice. He's in, the character is infuriating. Yeah. I just love the show, and I was so disappointed when the when we got to the final episode the other night, and I didn't realise it was a final episode until we got close oh, to the end. I, hate I thought. That. This is wrapping up, and I'm really, really disappointed. Yeah, that happened with me with um, the first X Men movie, the first Brian Singer one. Me yeah, and I went to see it with my dad, and we were sat there watching it, and we got to a point where we said, "Oh, um, it looks like it's about to pick up." Credits. There's oh, just dear. the um, the bit where at the very end, Magneto and Professor X are playing uh, chess, chess in that sort of yeah. prison thing, the little plastic prison, um, and. We were like, oh, this is, you know, I think it's about to pick up. And then it was credits. So we didn't realize, because because we enjoyed the film so much, we didn't realize that um, two hours had passed. Yeah. It's a mark of a good film, really, is when that have you seen Have you seen Apocalypse? Uh, I haven't. No, I really want to, because um, it's Oscar Isaac, isn't it? Yeah. As, a, as Apocalypse, which is a really, it's one of those casts I didn't quite spot at first. But now I've yeah, seen I, it, I'm I saw it. Crawled. I didn't like it. Oh, really? What was wrong um, with it? Oh, um, everything. Mostly oh, that it was in front of my eyes was the biggest problem I had with it. Wow, that's a, a front. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, yeah. It's, it, it's definitely my issue. I don't think yep. the film is objectively bad. I think it's probably got... There's too much CGI stuff going on. My pet peeve these days seems to be cut into a wide shot and then having tons of tiny little things going on with all this. Yeah. All, the, all these little, um, what's the, what's the term they use in 
CG animation where they have all these tiny little um, microscopic elements sort of shooting around the screen doing all these things, like bits of dust and things being taken down. Yeah. Particulation. I, can't, I cannot stand it. Okay. Um, Do you find, it's a question for you actually, because this ties into a, a sensation I noticed when I was growing up. Do you find that if you've done any kind of study of media, you find it difficult to enjoy it on for its own sake? That you start to analyze it critically in more depth, and it kind of spoils the fun of doing things for for doing things for pure enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, I do so, have. It's like the example I'd use is when I was uh, growing up, I did uh, GCSE every year to do GCSE English in my school, um, and. I did so much analysis of novels that there was a couple of year period where I couldn't read for fun yeah. because I would always be, I'd always have that kind of brain pattern engaged to just do the same. You're not the first person I've heard say that. Yeah. And I had a film student friend when I was at uni in the first year, he did uh film in America, I think film in American studies, something like that. Um, yeah. No, it's English, English literature and American literature. Um, and he was watching a lot of films as a result, and he was he was saying that he was driving his friends, other friends, mad watching films with him because he was just analysing them and scrutinising them out loud because that's what they were used to doing. Yeah, but, you know, it, it makes me wonder if there's a certain you sort of put yourself in a certain state mentally when you start oh, to engage in these absolutely. things on a regular basis, like Star Wars speculation. Mm. We do it all the time now, as as in a second nature to us, but it probably didn't start off that way. No. No, and I've I've gotten quite adept at being able to divorce my analysis of Star Wars and my theorising of Star Wars from my actual experience of it. So when yeah. I mean I launched Talk Star Wars a couple of months before the Force Awakens came out, but even when I was on Movie Geeks Film News, I had a thing called This Week in Star Wars that I was doing um, on the run up, like yes. a year or so before, and. Um, I was consuming every little piece of media, spoiling everything. And when I sat yeah. down to watch the film, it all went away. Yeah. And, I, and that the credits roll started. You know, the roll up, the, the crawl at the start started. And I thought, oh, here we go. This is a Star Wars film. And I was completely disengaged from everything I'd taken on up until that point. I just It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Accepted the film from yeah. frame one on its own terms. I so enjoyed it. And I don't know how I managed to do that because I went into, like, you know, going to X-Men Age of Apocalypse knowing a little bit too much and 
not getting so much out of it. But then the day before, I saw Civil War, and yeah. uh, completely and utterly enjoyed that film, and I knew oh, everything that was going to happen in it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant movie. I really loved uh, Civil War. I really liked the Captain America, um, the Captain America storyline that they do, mm. and uh, the Rus- is it the Russo brothers? Do those Fantastic. films, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, they're really, really good. Um, but yeah, I just I I heartily heartily endorse uh, Captain America movies. They're the, they're my favourites of the individual Avengers yeah. storylines. I've I've never really um, gone for Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk. They've never really resonated for me. It's always been Captain. I, I like Captain America quite a bit. No, see, um, Iron Man was what was my way in. That, mm-hmm. that was my. I, don't, I think I probably would have struggled if Cap had been the first one up. I might okay. not have engaged quite so readily. Fair um, but Iron Man and Iron Man wasn't even really very important to me in the comic books. Spider Man was yeah. always my poison uh, in comic books, but Iron Man. I think it's probably the tech and being a bit of a techie myself. Um, that I found that all very seductive. And, yeah. And I just love Tony Stark. I love Robert Downey. I don't know if there's, if there has ever been a pairing of character and actor so singularly perfect before. Yeah. With possible, oh, possible exception of Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's some people are just meant to play certain roles, even mm. though they might not know it yet. They're just, you know, they're just born for that sort of thing. Like, um, you've seen High Fidelity? Yes, yeah. I can't picture anybody else but John Cusack in that title, in that lead role. No, you're right, yeah. He's just, he's just perfect in that, you know, so in that Nick position. it was Nick Hornby book, wasn't it? Yeah, I've read the book as well. And yeah. um, it's, re- it's really, really good. Which is strange, because um, he's, he's a Brit, isn't he, the character? He, he is, mm. yeah, but uh, it's all set in England, I think, in uh, yeah. High Fidelity. But it's all, right. it's moved to... America, I don't know where in America. I can't think. Yeah, um, but they're all proto hipsters, aren't they? In the movie. Yeah, exactly. They're just, but at the same time, that you know, it sort of fits. Makes sense. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm trying to find. I, I always find it interesting to look at the trivia for um, movies and see who else was in line for the role. Well, Tom Cruise was in line for Iron Man for Tony Stark, I believe. Really? Okay. I, I don't still know could if have got, I think that might have worked still. Have you ever read Extremis? The graphic uh, novel? N- no. Right. Firstly, immediately resolve that because okay. that is Extremis. a breath. It's a breathtaking. Okay. Absolutely breathtaking. But they tried oh, to do the, it in it's Iron, Iron Man, Man story arc. It's okay. an Iron Man story arc. Um, and it is absolutely stunning. And it's beautifully illustrated. And it's yeah. quite clear at that point that Cruz was the model for Stark in that comic book. Okay, interesting. And they tried to do... They kind of took a weak pass at um, Extremis in Iron Man 3. They didn't do it justice. Oh, of Much, course, yeah, because it's the name of the... It's yeah. a military faction, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Much the way um, Civil War, the movie, is divorced from Civil War, the book... It's yes. the same thing with the extremists in Iron Man 3 and the extremist okay. storyline in the book. So you'll get a lot out of that. It's kind of what we said earlier about The Martian, the film compared to the book. 
I read Extremist before I saw Iron Man 3. So okay. I, I saw the superior version of it, I think. Yeah. In comic book I form. I that. Okay. So yeah, I'll, some stuff. I highly recommend that. Nicely. Okay, I'll check it. I've got um, I've just loaded up my Comicsology um account, so I'll whap it on my wish list. And yes. Wait for the next time they reduce. I just find digital pricing on a lot of media is to me seems a bit off. Yeah, it's a bit obscene. Um, and one, and I mean, if you look at, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. So, extremists. I'm just looking it up now, and for uh, eight I think books. it's six issues, six, six to eight issues, books, it's seven pound fifty for a digital copy. Yeah. Which to me, it, I don't know, it just seems like a bit, seems a bit much. Now I appreciate because yeah. I know I've, I know at least one person, my friend Brad, will be sitting there listening to this, thinking Marvel Unlimited, ten pounds, ten pounds or ten dollars a month. But I can't go for a subscription if I don't think I'm going to get to it much. I mean, I'm already paying for Netflix. I'm already paying for um, Amazon Prime. Audible. I've got an Audible one credit a month thing. Yeah. And I don't get time to engage with the media that i have on those things this is why i mean this is one of the reasons i never go for piracy not just because of the you know i kind of go for it on a, I object to it slightly on a moral ground as well but also when would i even have the time to, i don't have the time to catch up on the stuff i am paying for legally no, that's right let alone to then add other stuff into the mix i just i'd be all over the shop i'd never have i'd never sleep yeah well it's like you know i'm less engaged with film now than I ever have been because the quality of the TV that I'm getting through services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and then the stuff that hits TV, most notably on Sky Atlantic, I'm getting such good quality stuff there. I would rather sit and watch a series like Bloodline or yeah. Better Call Saul was the one that I did just before that. I'd I haven't seen that just because all... um, I've never seen Breaking Bad. Oh, well, you need so... to rectify... Rob, you need to... Sort some stuff out. <laughs> Breaking I've been told Bad. this a lot. Breaking I've been told Bad. this a lot. Have you seen Sopranos? Uh, no. Right, you're fired. Go and <laughs> go and watch these things. Which one they're, should I watch first? They're landmarks. Chief. Oh God, I don't know. I mean, Breaking Chief, Bad. Uh, Breaking Bad because it's a much shorter run, so you'll get to the end. All right. Oh yeah, Sopranos is like ten seasons or something. Yeah, and I think they're quite long seasons compared uh, to Breaking Bad. They, I think a couple of Breaking yeah, Bad's quite on, short. Are they on um, Netflix? Breaking Bad is on oh, Netflix, they? yeah. Is on Amazon? That's, that, no. that would suit me based on our conversation. Yeah, said, yeah, if, anybody from, if anybody from Netflix is listening, I know they're talking about digital uh, da- offload, offline downloads. Yeah. So, yeah, get on it because I definitely want it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it but would be great. There's so many good. There's so much out there now. I'd much rather. I mean, in the past few weeks, we've downloaded and binge watched a show called Billions, which just yeah. hit Sky Atlantic. Oh, another one. Yeah, we da- went, is it Damien Lewis? Yeah, Damien Lewis and uh, Paul Giamatti. Great, breathtaking. They're both show. great. We They're went straight off the back of that into um, Better Call Saul, which yep. every time I move from one show to the next, I sometimes find it difficult to shift gears. And it's almost like I need yeah, a, I can see a that. buffer show, like a palate cleanser. But this yeah, time, yeah. I went for, I don't know whether it's, the two shows aren't in any way similar, but I managed okay. to transition from Billions into Better Call Saul without any problem whatsoever, and then straight okay. out of Saul into Bloodline Season 2. And I just feel like I've watched 
days and days worth of glorious entertainment where I could sit and, even if I watched back-to-back every film that's been released recently, the rate of satisfaction, the return for that investment, I'm not going to get it. Right. Not going to get it. Yeah. Sort of two and a half hours I spent watching Civil War, and that's the greatest the greatest experience in the cinema since The Force Awakens. Okay. And, you know, I sat here now and watched three TV shows back-to-back, binge-watched three shows back-to-back, and got such yeah. a quality experience out of it. Our one is um, we keep watching Hell's Kitchen in Jen. Oh, it's yeah. just really, it's really enjoyable. It's really compelling because it's just Ramsey? so stupid. Yeah, it's Ramsey. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the one where it's like the elimination show, and it's about the the sort of crowning the next head chef at one of his restaurants. Yeah, rather right. than because Kitchen Nightmares is the other one we like, but it's not oh, on. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. If it's on Netflix, we haven't found it. Um, but that's the one about going to visit crap restaurants and making them not crap. <laughs> I love that people. one too. <laughs> yeah, I love that one too. But the um, Hell's Kitchen's great because he's, yeah, he's, I just really enjoy watching him shout at people. <laughs> and then afterwards, them either going sort of, you know, well, fuck that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. What does, yeah. he, what does he know? He's only a Michelin. Is he a Michelin? He must be a Michelin. He's a Michelin star, multi millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Chef, yeah. What would he know? He holds 16 Michelin stars in, he's been awarded. Yeah, he's been award- his restaurants have been awarded 16 Michelin stars in total and currently hold nine. Wow. He's got nine Michelin stars among all his restaurants. That's Goodness me. And I bet outrageous. The, I, bet the, I bet the rest of the, the stars that have gone have gone because the restaurants have gone and not because probably, the standards yeah. have gone. He's probably shut restaurants down. I would have thought so, yeah. I mean, he strikes me as a pretty smart dude. Yeah, he's, um, I actually he's, really like him as well. I think he's, he's probably quite a, quite a decent bloke. Yeah. I think Once he's pretty... Once you get past all the sort of screaming... Down to earth. Yeah, that's yeah. all for TV. He's, just very pa- he's got that passion for TV, yeah, but uh, I think it's... It just seems like it strikes me as a pretty stand-up dude. You know? Yeah, I think he, he is. He strikes me as the kind of person I'd like to know. Self-made. Yeah, very much. I think that's that's the impression I get. I've not really done research in that side of things, but uh, yeah. who knows? I'm just thinking, Mark, incidentally... I'm just looking at Talk Star Wars, um, mm-hmm. as the listeners should as well. TalkStarWars.co.uk. It's a wonderful website. Indeed. Um, and on there, I've just noticed that you should call, if you, if you do future installments of this sort of, you know, your your take on a piece of news, Yeah. you should call it a certain point of view. Oh. Give it a Star Wars twist. Oh, I like that. Plus, obviously, we know we've got it before it goes out. So, you know, you've got the opportunity to... Set it up if you want. If you have a chance, well, yeah, that too. But if you have a chance in the meantime to write something new, then obviously, yeah, um, got that. You got that opportunity. Yeah, uh, that's that's my feeling. Usually, I would slap the insights banner on um, on that thing, but mostly that kind of piece was opinion was opinion. Yeah, it it wasn't. um, I didn't do a lot of research in it, so the stuff I said about the Anakin Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing was just through my interpretation. It, it, I hadn't bothered doing any research into it. it was, as I mentioned no. in the piece, it's all opinion. It's all opinion think, based. Yeah. That's fair um, enough. And it's not really about being right or wrong. It's about saying this is the yeah. this is the motive, the motivations behind making those decisions during pickups. Yeah, maybe instead then call it my certain point of view. Oh, I like kind a of mix point the, of mix the two. Mix I think the it two. works. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I think Jeremy's going to be writing a bit more now because oh, good. He started like his his uh, post that went up this week. Um, yeah, over we the last oh, seventeen. Which one was 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He put up a thing about action figures because he's starting to rebuild his collection. I saw. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty, it's, pretty, uh, it's really, pretty great. It's really addictive. Like, just watching him going after yeah. these things and he well, keeps sending me I can, links. Yeah, I can, relate to, I can relate to that. So I've talked on the show before about my collection of hero clicks, the little miniature yeah. figures. And uh, I had the opportunity over... I started it on the bank holiday weekend, but I didn't have a lot of time to do it. So I've sort of been on and carried on doing it. Uh, the count is... Let's have a look. If you, exclu- <laughs> if you exclude the stuff that I've put to one side, which is going on, which has not been unboxed yet because it's part of a YouTube uh, video... I have 506. <laughs> wow. And that's not including uh, the ones that I've already earmarked for selling because I already know I've got doubles of them. So of those, I think, let's have a look. Got 34 that are doubles in that wow. collection. So there's about four, 480, um, 480 figures which are unique in some way, whether it's the sculpt is unique or the, the power dial is unique. Right. I have 480 of them. And then there's another, I think another 210 in the unboxing queue. But I've had a little bit of a setback. So actually people who listen to Talk Star Wars and Emotionally 14 will maybe have seen me rant about it on Twitter. But basically um, the video software I was using um, was a software called TrackAx. And I was, it, it was a bit complicated and I'd spoken to friends about it um, who found it, a bit bizarre when I was describing to them how certain functions work. They said, oh, that doesn't work like, you know, Premiere or um, other programs like it. So I don't really understand why it does it that way. And it seems a bit, doesn't really make a lot of sense. And it was sort of encouraging me to use other stuff. But I persevered and I got used to it to a point where I could do the stuff I wanted to do really easily. And I yeah. actually got into a really good rhythm with like pro- using project, reusing project files, tweaking them and turning over videos much quicker. And then I upgraded the hard drive in my laptop. So I upgraded it to a solid state drive, which I do not regret in the slightest. It's a fantastic upgrade and it, make, it makes the bloody thing fly. And I love it. Um, it's also a lot more stable because I clean booted Windows 10 onto it rather than having an upgrade version, which was a bit temperamental. I'll say that. Um, so I came to reloading all my software on and I put my audio software on for... Um, recording podcasts and that went on without any problems so i was like oh result everything's going fine i get to the video software and the error um, the license key comes back with an error so i thought oh well maybe it's because i've used it on one computer even though it says i should have two licenses maybe it's a problem with it and i've used it i've done it wrong and accidentally registered the same key the same computer twice or something like that so i, I wrote them a support ticket it went for a fortnight without any reply during which time the trial period was going was winding down. So I basically cleared through and I plowed through everything I'd started in TrackX and I finished off and rendered everything. So I have about, I think I ended up with a dozen videos which were done over the course of about three days. So I just blitzed it because I knew that I didn't have a lot of time left. And I, emailed, I even emailed the... Um, I think the lead developer on the project because he emailed me when I first downloaded the trial to say, oh, you know, if there's anything I can do to make your videos better, then feel free to pick my brains. And I was like, all right, well, I need his brains. So I wrote him an email a long time after he'd originally messaged me, but I figured he'll reply because he seemed like a pretty cool bloke. Nothing. So I've since learned 
that it seems increasingly likely that the company's gone bust and it's just kind of seeing out the domain name and then just disappearing huh. into the wind. Yeah. Um, which is a pisser because it means I've got to learn a completely new software from scratch <laughs> in order to proceed with any video work, which is, um, which is a shame. Uh, especially as there was supposed to be a video going up with the next E14 Gamecast and it's thrown it into doubt, whereas before I was like, oh, I can knock this out, no problem. I didn't get the video files in time to, to knock it together. So I've basically got, uh, well, I suppose I'm going to try and get the other one, the next podcast up in the next fortnight. So I've basically got two weeks to learn how to use a brand new video editing software and turn together a project in time to release it alongside the uh, podcast. Oh, that, should be, that should be entertaining, I would think. But, so there is... You can't get to Sorry, I, it's a shame you can't get to iMovie. I just introduced Steve to iMovie and he loves it. I have it on the iPads. Now here's a question for you. Can it do picture in picture? Um the Mac version can. I don't know if the iPad That's can. I don't know. I'll have I'll give it a go. I'm gonna I've basically downloaded trial versions of loads of different stuff and I'm gonna tinker with them all. I think I I don't know if I showed you last week we were recording, I downloaded this thing called Hitfilm Express. And no. uh, it does look really robust. I think the problem is it's too much bang for my use. Yeah. Too much bang for my buck by a You'll grow into shot. that, though. You'll grow into you'd it. Fit, you, you'd hope, but I think it's when it says, you know, do you want an editor or a compositor? And we say you should be able to have both. And I'm like, what the fuck is a compositor? I think that's, that's the sign that it's not built for my needs. Right. <laughs> when I don't understand one of the two things it does. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, and, uh, incidentally, on a on a related subject, if listeners who are creatives who are any good with video editing can recommend me something that's cheap and or free, um, I would be very very grateful to get you know to get a list of things to try out. Because um, you know I'm, I'm giving it a go with the stuff I've downloaded. So I've I've got a copy of Premiere Elements. I've got Sony's version. I've got Hitfilm. I've got Blender, which is far too complicated. I can't even figure out how to get to the fucking view. <laughs> uh, it's it's because it's a proper animating software with a video editor built in. But it's so it's not a, a video editor. It's a right. it's a piece of software that happens to have one in it. Yeah, that's too so much. It's, it's, yeah, that's far too much. That's way too much bang for my buck although i imagine for the people who use it it's fucking great because mm. it's a um it's an open source project i think it's built in um you know well, it's built in open source so it's you know a huge community of people contributing to it and trying to make it better and improving fixing bugs and shit like that so it's always nice when you see a project like that a huge community behind it because you know that if you start using it and you run into a problem, you've got a really good chance of finding somebody who knows who's encountered questions. that pro- yeah who's encountered mm-hmm. that problem and has a fix or knows where to sort of where to steer you in order to sort of get the answer you want. Yeah. Well, if you do have a suggestion for Rob in terms of uh, yeah yeah editing means, software, send it you to can... talkstarwarsinfo at gmail dot com. Measure me on Twitter at Rob Wade Vision. Yeah, I'll be. I'm sure I'll be ranting about it on there in the next yeah. couple of weeks. I'm sure I'll sit there and go, "What the fuck does that even mean?" Yeah, someone will give you a really <laughs> nice piece of software now, a nice, easy recommend. Something It'd be wonderful, straightforward it? to use. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody we who's a listener of ours has written one? 
wouldn't oh, that yeah. be incredible? One of those wonderful, it's a small world after all kind of situations where somebody, now, oh, I work for Adobe, let me sort you out, that sort of thing. You yeah, know? That'd be brilliant. So, that would be that, brilliant. On that note as well, if we got anyone that listens that works for Aston Martin, um, if you could just <laughs> send me some keys in the post. That would be greatly appreciated. Right, I'm going to have to call it quits there, mate, because um, my clock is ticking and I've got to get up stupid o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, mate. I'll let you go because uh, I could easily go for a couple more hours, but I think that's not fair on you. No, because you will you'll keep talking and it'll just be a subtle little snore or I'll hit all the keys with my face like I did when I was writing show notes last week. <laughs> <laughs> well remembered. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening to the After Dark Side, everyone. We'll bring Naked Steve back with us next time. Yeah, it does feel less naked in here. It does, which is surprising because I'm reasonably naked myself. <laughs> right, see you next week. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.